Hello and welcome to episode 96 of Kaiju Curry House. I am joined by regular co-host Paul and new reoccurring host Connor Baxter. Hey. Yeah, we're livening it up tonight, folks. And because we couldn't come up with a defined topic for you tonight, we are just going to ramble and have fun and talk about large, dangerous, scaly things and our love thereof. So we're going to start off with everybody's favorite question, as always. What have Kaiju been up to? Connor, you're back with us again. I'm going to pick on you. What have Kaiju been up to? Oh, fantastic. Um, so um, I've been, uh, it was all about uh, giant monsters or monsters himself. Um, I was dealing with the monster known as uh, moving into a new place as well. There's that, I guess. That's now sorted out. It's completely stress-free. Um, that is a beast, that, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I wouldn't want to do it. Everything's all sorted now. Studio's all set up and all that. But, uh, yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, character-related stuff, um, I recently uh, bought the uh, the two Jurassic Park books by Michael Crichton, which is, of course, Jurassic Park and the Lost World. Um, unfortunately, because of work, I haven't uh, started reading them at the moment, but I'll get to them, I, I swear. And uh, This is yet another person that host Joe is coerced into reading books. Paul's frowning right now because we had a conversation that I'm not allowed to bring up copious amounts of dinosaurs in this episode. <laughs> but Connor's kind of done it for me. <laughs> There's your end. Oh man. I've become I've become Joe's new mouthpiece. <laughs> um, I convert everybody sooner or later. <laughs> um other than that, um I've also been watching uh Ultraman 80 as of late. Um I've been trying to catch up on my Ultraman uh, series. And um, it's a really good tokusatsu series. It's probably got some of the best tokusatsu effects from the 1980s in, the, in general. And um, from what I heard, it was like, wasn't well received in Japan, which is a pity because it's actually really good as well. You know, like um, the main character of that show is very like uh, endearing, you know, um, very likable, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's very fun. I believe the special effects director that works on that show actually went on to do the special effects of the Hastings movies as well. So, like, uh, you can blame Ultraman 80 for all those uh, beam-blasting effects, I guess, in those Godzilla films. So here's a question. Where did you get that? Because I, the only Ultraman that I see is the original Ultraman series that I bought prior to coming to the united kingdom i got from walmart for like ten dollars oh you can get and them then, off of amazon cool. yeah so you can get the you can get the series off of amazon all you have to do is just type in ultraman yeah uh you'll have to go into amazon us um i think ah, right. i see there we go yeah there's so there's the secret there's import fees involved unfortunately but uh, <laughs> did they play yeah. on the players are they regionless uh so the ultraman blu-rays are uh region free uh, as far as i'm aware um so that is... Well, you're playing them in the United Kingdom, so I assume that's pretty good evidence, to be fair. Well, there's a, there's a catch to that. So um, so the original Ultraman series up until, I think it's the eighth series, which is Ultraman Leo, I think, or on Blu-rays. Ultraman 80, which is the series that came after, is on DVD, unfortunately, because um, uh, there's no Blu-ray transfer for Ultraman 80. Um, but um, other than that, it's probably my favorite Ultraman series uh, to date, I guess. I've been trying to watch them all in order and uh, um, 
the when you've got a series where it's basically all monster of the week and there's like 50 episodes in each series it can get pretty repetitive so it's like a, wow. a very slow <laughs> sort of like uh um chore um getting through them sometimes but um it's very enjoyable in small bursts i'll just say that okay so is there no overarching story at all it is just um there's an overarching story in ultraman ace um but the uh flip-flop uh, between it really like sometimes sometimes it seems like they forgot it and it's like oh yeah he's back you know but um other than that for the most part all the ultraman episodes are usually like standalone really okay um, yeah um so are you quite the ultraman fan um by the sounds of it i like the i like the uh the show series mostly because uh, um as far as I know, the newer series try to aim towards kids a bit more. Like they'll try yeah. and like I've seen that like uh, a couple of series of the new series, and it's like they've always got like a gimmick. Like because uh, in the show, Ultraman is usually a human that uses a device to transform, right? And um, I believe sometime during the nineties, uh, Bandai uh, took a stake in Super Mario Productions. Um, so all the transformation devices from like, I think the early 2000s onwards are like kids toys, essentially, uh, rather than something meaningful, like right. the older series. Um, so I, I, if you get, want to start watching Ultraman, I recommend starting with the Showa series. If you just want pure, just 1960s, 70s tokusatsu, really. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I want to see the, the new one, the, the Shin Ultraman. I'll, I'll. Perhaps start there. Oh, oh I like definitely. It, go back. Yeah, it's probably my most anticipated uh, film, actually. Um, like, um, I've been really looking forward to it, especially after hearing about the uh, um, is getting a US theatrical release. So hopefully, it means it'll come out here. But um, uh, we'll see. I guess you never know. We'll have, we'll have to tap Manga UK and see if they'll release it similar to the way they did with Shin Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I got. It was like what two day release at the cinema, and then they extended, and then they extended because it, so it did well. Yeah, so yeah, never know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I take it this is a standalone film. It's not gonna. You can go in. We can go in as as non ultra man viewers. Pretty much, yeah. It's like basically from what I've heard, it's like just a complete. You don't need to watch anything prior uh, to enjoy it. I suppose those um, are the best films. Yeah, yeah. It's like Shango. Looking at you, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyways um kind of got a bit um uh what's the word uh kind of kind of went on a bit <laughs> um um i guess i'll pick on someone else now um now i uh i asked uh joe last time so uh paul what kind you been up to <laughs> right well not a large dangerous scaly thing but but very very small things pokemon we're gonna say they're monsters wow well they're yokai they're yokai yeah. host alex so so pokemon I, I, they're I, monsters. I thought you were i thought you weren't pokemon oriented paul do you know what i'm not but my son got a phone for his birthday oh here we go and so him and his friends have been going off pokemon hunting but in order for pokemon to have, go yeah I'm pokemon go but i had to set up his account to set up his account, I had to create an account. Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah. And then my son <laughs> ran out to, like, was like, come on, Dad, let's go Pokemon hunting. And so I've now been playing Pokemon Go. 
I don't know if yeah. I should be happy or sad about this, but it's a pretty wholesome game. Paul. It's, I mean, it's pretty simple, isn't it? You go around, and you flick a ball at a monster, but it's. Ex- get to, I'm now getting to, to see all these monsters. I haven't battled. Actually, no, I did battle someone at a gym. Is no, it, you're get, you're gym? getting there, Paul. If you just started, you're going to get there. I'm, I'm getting there, but it takes a like, um, literally, my son took my phone off me as I because he had run out of Pokeballs and he's just I'm going to play on your account, Dad. Fine, <laughs> go go catch me something. And then he got me this. Um, what's the big Char? Not Char- Charizard? Charizard, the big orange the dragon. dragon. Yeah, yeah, Charizard. Yeah, yeah. He got this massive dragon. I thought, wow, that's really cool. It's, it just, a, it's not often that you get Charizard right off the bat. I mean, I feel like that's a bit of cheating there, Paul. I don't know how you pulled that off. No, because I had to choose my first one. And um, oh, Charmander. Charmander. No, no. I mean, no. I chose. I think I chose Charmander at first, and he's been. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had him since the start, and then randomly this Charizard, which is an evolution of Charmander. Is that yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're getting yeah. there. He was. He was there. He was just in in the garden one one weekend, which is amazing. He, he was like a thousand HP or whatever, compared to my 100 of Charmander. It's nice. the summertime, all the good things come out. It, <laughs> yeah, that's, I was thinking, oh, is it because I don't play it much? They're trying to tempt me in. It does it do things like that where it's like, oh, no, not gonna, really. No? Um, basically, it goes in cycles. And um, right now, as we record this, it is dinosaur week. All the prehistoric Pokemon are out. And if you walk five kilometers, you get the tyrannosaurus pokemon tyrant which evolves into tyrantum which is a rock and dragon type pokemon but it looks like a t-rex um okay just by walking you don't even need to catch it well you get um you get tasks to do like on a weekly basis or like a daily basis Uh, or whatever and if you go on like the weekly tasks or something like that if you walk five kilometers there's a pokemon encounter and this week it is tyrantum because this week it has debuted it hasn't been in pokemon go previously so how rare it is i don't really know but right now you can get it just by walking five kilometers so that's pretty cool tyranitar um, which evolves from larvitar and pupitar um, it is actually modeled off of godzilla so oh cool okay yeah larvitar is like the little green one that wanders around right now and um, it's a lot more common because it's kind of got like that prehistoric rock ground type pokemon vibe so we've got that and then yeah pokemon goes kind of like hitting a lot of uh bases for joe this week because i've got my dinosaurs right so you've got your dinosaurs but they're not dinosaurs they're pokemon yeah they're pokemon monster dinosaurs so totally kaiju that's how we're yeah oh them. absolutely yeah i know i think they i like the designs of a lot of them i'm catching them. i'm thinking wow that's pretty cool i like how yeah, they are no. they're based on animals yeah a lot of pokemon are based on animals and it is kind of neat to like see because there's so many of them now they must have a very creative design team there's nearly which... 800 on there i yeah. know that the uh <clears throat> i believe the the main artist that designs the new pokemon is on twitter as well i think it's like a I think it's like an American guy living in Japan that designs all the Pokemon uh, monsters for like some of the newer games, but uh, I'm not sure. I, I've, I completely forget what his name is, but uh, he does have a Twitter account where he does post like drawings that he's been working on and all that. So that's got to be a pretty hard job. What you got to do, Paul, is you got to set up like a running route that you do and just pop your phone on and pop it in your pocket or something so that you can like start like leveling your Pokemon up because this game essentially rewards you for being you know, 
Well, for exercising, active, isn't it? Active, yeah. Active and exercising. So if you do that, because you know, like you're an adult, you can go off and running alone how, whenever you want. <laughs> kids can't, or at least in theory, they shouldn't. So my kids are always like, your Pokemon are always so good. I'm like, I exercise. Thank you very much. You want to come out running with me? No. Well, you continue to suck then. <laughs> Just, okay. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, my son gave me a buddy who gets me candy. And he says that. You use the candy to level up. To the level up. So you catch candy by going out for walks then. Yeah. Whenever you catch a Pokemon, you get that Pokemon's candy. And whenever you have a Pokemon as a buddy and you walk, that buddy will accumulate candy depending upon how rare it is it accumulates candy slower or faster okay yeah well i've, I've managed to download the game and catch some pokemon including there you go. quite an impressive looking one so i'm happy there you there, go there's definitely a lot, lot to learn you, you could do a lot worse than charizard that's for sure yeah yeah i'm sure i could i'm some i got this little tweedle or something it's like this little caterpillar thing Weedle, Weedle, that's the one, and it was like twenty HP. And I thought, what is that? I'm, like, what, I'm a Gen One. I'm, I'm an OP Pokemon person, people. So that is how I know all of the original 151 names. I was thinking so, you hey, seem to know a lot of the names. I I was there when it came out in the states. I was there in prime Pokemon craziness. So, yeah, I'm a, a Gen One person myself. I have I uh, I mostly played like uh, like stuff like. Uh, Pokemon Red and all that. Um, I also had like all the, well, not all the trading cards, but um, uh, the time that I got into like uh, Pokemon trading cards, um, like uh, everyone was into like Yu Gi Oh at the time, and I was like the only one into Pokemon. So, (laughs) I I, I, uh, was kind of along a similar line. Everybody in my town played Magic, and I was collecting Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I still have. All of the original Pokemon cards. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I whipped out some uh, images of the binder and put them up on Instagram, and I got a whole I got a flood of messages. Just like, are you selling? Are you selling? Are you selling? I'm just like, for the oh. price. So like, yeah. I went I went and looked at like how much these things are worth, and I'm like, holy shit, these aren't living in the garage anymore. They're going to my office. <laughs> Sorry for swearing, children. Anyways, um, yeah. Glad you're into Pokemon, Paul. This so yeah. Times. So I'm, I'm gonna get into Pokemon um it's a nice father-son activity there going out pokemon hunting so yeah, yeah that's cool we like some pocket monsters cool yeah things. yeah why not um yeah. also since whenever we last spoke um they had the call of duty godzilla event so, yes they did oh, yes. was that? Oh. Mm. have you played it connor um so when i was waiting for my engine i guess self in my new flat the, um or as soon as I got set up, the first thing I did was buy that Godzilla costume. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the event's over, but um, you can still, um, for a limited time, still get those costumes for uh, Kong and Mechagodzilla. Um, but uh, other than that, um, it was fun. I'm terrible at Call of Duty, but it's fine. That's it, because I don't play it, and I tried it, I was terrible at it. Mm-hmm. And I thought I, I was tempted to buy some of the skins, especially that Mechagodzilla one. It looked so cool. Oh yeah, having yeah having like the the red lights and and the gun that fires like a red tracer, so it's like a a beam of light. It was uh, yeah, but it was like fifteen quid. I mm-hmm. think they were fifteen pounds each. Fifteen like, quid for a skin on a game. Yeah, I was like, oof. I, I was like, no, because I'm never going to play the game again. I thought I'm just I'm just here for the event. The only. And, 
Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, um, I'll just say about so about the event. Basically, it's it's Call of Duty Warzone, so it's the battle royale. You jump out the plane, blah blah blah. Um, but on the map, we've now got Godzilla and Kong, and they're not fighting each other. They're just roaming around. Um, but if you collect a device, no, you collect intel, uh, Monarch intel, and you get a device which is called Scream, I believe it was, which is a bit like the Orca, and you can direct one of the Titans to attack an area. So where there's an enemy, you can say, hey, Godzilla, fire your breath there, or Kong, you know, throw a rock. But mm. the animations of Godzilla and Kong, it was it was like they were just on a loop. Yeah. So I guess they didn't want to put too much into it because it was a limited event. But I was kind of like, oh, there goes Godzilla walks, goes underwater for a bit, comes up. It was just doing the same thing back and forth. I was like, it's cool for one or two matches. Then I'm bored of it. They're, they blew all their budget on that uh, that uh, CGI trailer that uh, came out <laughs> from what it, you know, which looks really good. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Um, the only thing that kind of bugs me about that event was you can shoot Godzilla with a gun, gun and <laughs> he can stagger. Um, yeah. You know, just these tiny bullets just somehow <laughs> push him back in the water. It's like, oh, God. But, yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, I was shooting him with, like with a pistol and it, it made him unconscious. I was like, wow, <laughs> what a great gun I've got. There was a, it's like the, the Halo pistol then. Yeah. Headshot insta kill. Oh, God. We don't um, have gun, gun violence, children, especially to large, dangerous, scaly things. It's dangerous. Yeah, do it. just just winds them up in real life. It's not like a video game. Yeah, um, there was a there was another funny thing that came out of that event, and it was a, an art contest that um, Activision was uh, holding. Um, and the the aim of the art contest was uh, uh, to create pr posters promoting the event. And uh, oh, that's cool. Well, it's cool, and then you realize um, they give you a set of rules, right? Oh. Oh, and yeah. it's less rules and more legal requirements. <laughs> like uh, stuff like Godzilla cannot be green. You cannot refer to the atomic breath as atomic breath. Um, oh. You must only include Godzilla and Kong. You cannot include any other monsters from the Godzilla series. You cannot call Kong King Kong. Uh, all that sort of stuff. And it's just like like six pages of just legal requirements to even enter this competition. It was wow. Oh it was just it was like a joke almost. It's like no fun allowed in this competition. But, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what came out of that. But, yeah, uh, it's the same. Yeah, shame they tied it so badly like that. Oh yeah. Oh god. And I, I I haven't checked if anyone actually submitted any like entries, but um, I just remember just seeing the post at the time and just just find it very funny. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, and I don't know much about it, but I did see um, shout out to the Kaiju News Outlet. They posted a picture from the Call of Duty event, mm -hmm. um, and it was like a wall paint, a, a cave painting of a. A, a titan that hasn't been in the films and they're wondering right. if that's a tease towards what could it be in a potential new monsterverse uh feature yeah well we've got we've been kind of spoiled with the monsterverse because we're getting another film and we're getting a series i'm mm. quite chuffed about all of this yeah <laughs> i think we're getting a skull island series as well i believe um like we're, we've got the yeah. godzilla series on apple there's there's yeah. a godzilla kong series on apple and then a while back we talked with joe devito and there was a 
different Kong series, which he was involved in. And that would have been his version of Kong. But with the Godzilla Kong series on Apple TV and the potential for another Kong series, I think it could be a bit confusing. So it might not be the right time to market it. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting times there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, spoiler for choice at the moment. It's a great time to be a Kaiju fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way that I've seen it, uh, the uh, from 2014 onwards has essentially just been a kaiju renaissance. I think, in terms of like, I think, I think I think it would be safer to say it started with Pacific Rim. That's true. Yeah, um, I sometimes I sometimes think Pacific Rim sort of popularized the word kaiju because um, oh. Because de- definitely growing up, I always just called them monster movies. And after that, it's just, oh, they're kaiju movies, you know. Um, but, uh, Have either yeah. of you seen the uh, second season of Pacific Rim the Black? I haven't yet. I, I saw the first season and... Uh, um, it went kind of Attack on Titan, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Part of me uh, got a tinfoil hat on. I think um, it was always just one season. And uh, Netflix probably split it up into two bits just to keep subscribers. But that's just a tinfoil hat theory. Because <laughs> um, um, I think they've uh, they've supposedly done that a lot with other series. Like they did a He-Man series, which is kind of off topic. But uh, yeah, sort of like that. And it's like they're promoting as the final season of Pacific Rim Black or something. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, but I've yet I've yet to watch the second series. Um, like, uh, I haven't personally seen it myself either. I I have been wrapped up in a few other little side projects and whatnot. But uh, I, I am mildly curious to see how that went or how that would end because it was a long time coming and um, everybody was really hyped for it. And then it was a cartoon, and then the cartoon had interesting animation uh, style choices it's just i feel like they made it a lot more niche than they had to they could have gone with something safe and satisfied fans and potentially gotten mm-hmm. a lot more out of it but you know we'll see how the second season ends up and could surprise me could be could be quite pleasant yeah yeah, yeah. so um so joe sorry um what have kaiju been up to oh i'm glad you asked Paul. so uh you got me a subscription for godzilla versus the mighty Morphin power rangers yes and i have really been enjoying that um freddie williams's art is absolutely fantastic on both the covers and the insides i'm enjoying the plot um it's everything that you know um seven-year-old joe eight-year-old joe would have absolutely loved and uh i'm having a great time and i'm just full of nostalgia with it um i also finally picked up a copy of ready player one the book i'm excited to see how it differs from the movie because i heard that there are different characters in there so i want to see how that goes down um i know i'm not allowed to say it paul but i did watch prehistoric planet it was absolutely (laughs) incredible get your free trial of apple tv and watch that it is so good and they were quite cheeky because all the dinosaurs that they put in that series are the same ones that appear in jurassic park dominion or at least most of them and the scientifically accurate ones do not look like the ones in Jurassic Park Dominion. So, <clears throat> do they look better or worse? Like, do they look cooler? All right. So for me, the accuracy and the real-world animal vibes are cooler than making something look like a monster. Mm-hmm. So, 
the animals in Jurassic Park don't have feathers, or at least they didn't for a long time. And they don't have like jowls. They don't have saggy flesh. If you look at Rexy or Roberta, as she is known in the Jurassic World film franchise, the T-Rex, um, her skull is shrink wrapped. <clears throat> so you can kind of see her skull underneath the skin. Mm. Where in real life, Tyrannosaurus Rex had incredibly powerful jaw muscles. Like that skull is just covered with muscle. So Rexy would have been like this jowly kind of plump faced, like really strong looking animal. But in the Jurassic Park franchise, she looks like really, like again, shrink wrapped. So she looks a lot different than what she would have in real life. And then there are a lot of unnecessarily unnecessary spikes and teeth and like scutes and osteoderms in Jurassic Park. Whereas in real life, there were feathers and flabby bits and just like all sorts of neat stuff. Like um, Jurassic Park, it, it doesn't show lips. So I think the raptors have lips, but Rexy doesn't have lips. The Giganotosaurus doesn't have lips. You know, there, there's a variety of things that, you know, you, you see in Jurassic Park that have been made to look them, make, made or put there to make them look more ferocious. Mm. When in reality, they don't look like actual animals. But when they look like actual animals, it's just so much more interesting. And yeah, Prehistoric Planet totally nailed it. It was, it was just fantastic. It felt like I was watching Planet Earth, only there was prehistoric animals in it. Mm. And the really cool thing was, is it has been so successful that the showrunners are like, well, we'd love to do more because we only did like a six million year snippet of like the hundred million years plus that dinosaurs were on the planet. So it was pretty great. I, oh. I really enjoyed it. The kids really enjoyed it too. I could just say uh, prehistoric part planet has kind of ruined Jurassic Park for me just because of how good the dinosaurs look in that series. Yeah, um, prehistoric planet does look better than Jurassic Park. Watch it in HD. It's so good there there the cgi in that show because they didn't use practical effects it's it's all cgi but joe it's, you hate that i know but the cgi that they used is like photorealistic it is next level stuff it is so good um anyways pausing the dinosaur train for a little bit like what i did there Anyways, um, I did do something else. We have a young adult in the home and I decided to try the Netflix Evangelion on them. And <laughs> Nierv, or whatever it was, kind of started to get on my nerves pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you have to roll your arms. Nierv. Nierv. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I did not like the Netflix dub. I'm sorry, Netflix. I'm really glad that you made it accessible to fans, but mm. you should have stuck with the original. Yeah. Um, it, uh, they thought it was interesting, but we stopped at, uh, episode two and, um, we went on to something different. Uh, we wanted to at least watch the fight. It was interesting because the boys kept trying to like sneak in. It's like, is that a, is that a monster fight? Oh, that, that thing looks gnarly. Oh, explosions. Oh, what's this? Like, this is not for your age group. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting to just watch that go down um yeah to all those listeners who uh um young listeners that are anime fans uh wait until you're like 18 to watch evangelion um yeah 
to be fair, our our watcher was 14, and I feel like mm. that was a decent time. Um, I, I don't feel like there's anything necessarily in Evangelion that goes well above and beyond um, mm. something that like a 14 year old couldn't handle, or at least a mature one. You know? Yeah. Um, you see, you see people naked, but I mean, like, they're just people naked. There's there's no like real crazy context there um i think in the second episode you see shinji running out of a shower like absolutely flabbergasted that the penguins walking out of there at the same time <laughs> and it, it was a really great gag because um the his uh roommate i forget her name even though i watched it just the other day um she takes like a beer can starts drinking it because the beer can's covering up you know what's hanging off of shinji yeah. she takes the beer can away and there's like a smaller can of soda that's still obscuring it. It's like just an, like a great joke. You're like, oh my God, she's like, there's another can. <laughs> it's, like uh, a, it's like that uh, scene in Austin Powers. Yeah, the, the, it, it was funny, but like the gags just going that far back. But you know, it was interesting. And yeah, I remember uh, back we had our Evangelion podcast episodes and we were talking about the Netflix dub. And I, I have to say like, it's, it really is not as good. I, it, it, it doesn't hit on all those cylinders. I mean, someone who's never seen the original dub, um, they won't be able to tell the difference, obviously, and they don't know what they're missing, but the original yeah. dub is better, and that probably has a lot of like reason as to why it yeah. costs so much to get, to be perfectly <laughs> frank. But was, I, sorry, uh, go ahead. No, <laughs> I was just going to say, I think the original dub, dub is available on Amazon Prime, just to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. um as a way to say there was like a, a special edition set that came out i think last year of uh evangelion which included both dubs like just for that oh. special edition set um it still doesn't include fly me to the moon so zero out of ten um it's just like uh it's just one of those cool like, angel's thesis is do you really need more than that well you know it's like uh that was it, another thing. They, the kids wanted me to like fast forward through that. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Which is a pity because uh, Flying Me to the Moon is on the Japanese uh, Blu-ray, apparently. So um, for us uh, Westerners, tough luck. Um, Those poor Westerners. Yeah. Sad times. Sad times. Anyways. <laughs> We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to go to Kaiju Letters and see what you guys have written us. So, yeah, stay tuned. Welcome back to uh, Kaiju Curry House, episode 96. And we are back with myself, Connor, Paul, and Joe. Howdy there, folks. So when we left off, we were going to go over some letters. We are dubbing this Kaiju Conversations now. Paul's come up with another stellar name for a segment. So Paul, you have the most questions this week. What you got for us? Right. So Tom Tyler has has um, Tom. You're a gem. You write in every episode. Oh, oh yeah. Say so our buddy Tom. Um, he was just saying that he's been really enjoying the Pacific Rim, the Black Netflix series. So he watched um, Ultraman and has. You were now sitting gone... on this question. We could have had a review here. Is I it know. Is it... We could <laughs> talk about Ultraman. But... <laughs> <laughs> so he's well. He's you know he's just really enjoying it and was curious what our thoughts were i'll start off and i'll say when i first saw the trailer i said no because it looked rubbish i i saw that it was gonna be about a group of kids and i thought nope 
don't care. I ended up watching it and it was better than I expected, but still not great. It ended up what being are your on... thoughts on Godzilla's Revenge, Paul. <laughs> A cinematic masterpiece. Well, I don't revenge. understand why I don't understand why you were so cynical about Pacific Rim Black then. <laughs> Come on now. And it's it's fine. It's it's not bad anyway, but it just it, it, I don't know, maybe it's just a bit generic for me. I I was on my phone a lot of the time when I was watching it. That's how engrossed oh, I was. Oh lord. So also it just it didn't grab me. Fair enough. But it, well, I... also, it grabbed me enough that I, I kept I kept on watching it to see how it ended, but I didn't feel like I oh I, I need to watch the next one. There was none of that. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I don't think Connor's seen it yet. You haven't seen it? What even season one? Oh, I've seen season one. Season yeah, one. Seen season one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it goes a bit attack on Titan at the end. That's that's where it left off with me. I was like, oh, they they went there. That that where where did all that mass come from? I mean, that seems to defy physics. What's going on here? But anyway, anyways, well, I haven't seen Attack on Titan. Is that? better than Pacific Rim the Black then? Yes. Yeah. The first season. First season. First, first season is good. First okay. season's really good. Yeah. Um so Attack on Titan for me, um I couldn't get into the, the series, but I have seen the live action films, which was made by Toho and uh directed by Shinji Higuchi, who was the uh special effects director for Shin Godzilla, as well as the Heisei Gamma films. And I believe it might be the last time we will see for a while actual like practical sort of monster suits in the Toho film. Um, and in a way, the live action like Attack on Titan movies are like a spiritual successor to like War of the Gargantuas, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, um, I don't have much interest in the show, but I really do enjoy those two movies that came out. There you go. Right. What's the next question, Paul? Let's keep it going. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So let me just bring up. So um, Sally has written in to say, what is your favorite Pokemon and why? This seems very coincidental here, Paul. Well, I mean, that's why I was. People are going to think we're making these questions up. No. We aren't, by the way. We aren't. And um, to to add to that, I'm reading the message now. Um, Her favorite is Psyduck. That's that's a class favorite Pokemon. To be fair, you're a cool it, uh, person. Uh, she says um, it, it, he's always been my favorite since I was ten. Um, he just reminded me of myself because he never seemed to know what was going on. Paul, have you ever watched Detective Pikachu? No. Your kids are into Pokemon right now, right? Yeah. Watch Detective Pikachu. Okay, is Psyduck in Detective Pikachu then? Psyduck is yes. in Detective Pikachu. Okay. But I mean, like. Just Detective Pikachu is just a fun movie, even if you aren't a Pokemon fan. It's mm. just fun. It's really just... enjoyable. Okay. <laughs> so, go on. Who, who are your favorite Pokemon and why? Oh, uh, what you got? Uh, Gengar, because uh, it's Gengar as well. I, I like I like the ghost Pokemon just because, like, uh... you think Gengar is Lickitung's ghost? Ooh, that's a good question. Because uh, I'm noticing what... a strong similarity in one aspect. Was uh, was Lickitung in Generation One, or was he? Yeah, two? Um, yeah, Gen One. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> what's the Gengo look like? Uh, G- G- Gengo's like a big purple thing with like a big purple thing, right? I, I, it's like Sonic the Hedgehog dyed purple, had way too many donuts, and has a big tongue. <laughs> 
thought there was another Pokemon that looked similar to Gengar. I forget what it was. It was like Haunting. a Pink. Oh god. Um there are some people in this who listen to this podcast who love Pokemon. They listen to this is like Joe, you're a troll. (laughs) Um I like all the Pokemon designs. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I've I've only played one Pokemon game, and that was I want to say Sun, Pokemon Sun. Um, I played that for a few hours, and my first Pokemon I chose was Listen, which is basically a cat. Um, it's like a cat, yeah. It's black cat with like a, a red flame, and so I was. That's the only Pokemon I really have a connection to, because that's the only one I've, I've I've had in my party until I got Pokemon Go and thought well, Charizard looks really cool. So yeah, that's it. Who there are a lot of favorite? kids who grew up in the '90s who would agree with you there. Charizard yeah. does look pretty cool. It does, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot cooler than some of the other things I've seen. Who was your yeah. favorite, Joe? So I have to split it between three. Um, okay. I love Lugia, Lapras, and Gyarados. Mm-hmm. For alligators, an honorable mention. Because for alligator does look just like Godzilla. He, oh, he even he even has a beam attack, and he comes out of the water. Okay, yeah. You could even say Lugia is very close to being a kaiju itself because it's a big like thing, I guess. Big uh, Lugia is awesome. So I'm at the same I'm at the stage where my kids love Pokemon. So like I I watch the cartoons and I have an excuse. So there's this movie like it's the Hoopa movie, right? Hmm. And there it's hoopa unbound that's the name of the movie and hoopa is like this cutesy little pokemon but hoopa has two sides there's a dark side which is very powerful and then there's like happy little hoopa who's like your friend and puts chilies in your lunch and you don't know it mm-hmm. anyway um the bound up hoopa is the dark one and someone decides to like let that loose so it's looking for cute hoopa so they can merge into one and be ultra hoopa or whatever again and little hoopa doesn't want to be scary and wants to be nice and all this stuff so it's hoops where it gets its name can open up to wherever it wants to do whatever it wants so it can go through the hoops to a different location or it can bring others from a different location or things from a different location so the hoopa dark hoopa is like hardcore like epic level like monstrous pokemon and basically the first Pokemon that Hoopa's just like, we need help, opens up a ring and Lugia's there. And Lugia like trashes Ultra Hoopa. And I thought that was really cool. And one of the reasons I love uh, Lugia is because it was supposed to originally be a maternal Pokemon. Oh yeah. And um, they gave it a male voice. So what you get with Lugia um, as a telepathic Pokemon that you know you can understand and comprehend. It doesn't just say its name. Lugia ends up being like a very soft, friendly father figure, like style Pokemon, like when it's talking and the way that it, its mannerisms work and stuff like that, because it was animated originally to be female and they kind of kept that going. Mm. But it's also like drop dead powerful. Basically, there are three other legendary Pokemon. And if they throw the uh, elements out of, out of line, uh, Lugia is there to put them straight. And it's kind of neat like that. So I like Lugia. I like Gyarados because it's just like an angry fish monster. 
and there's 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 no negotiating with a Gyarados, which I always thought that was great. It also evolves from Magikarp, which is arguably the most powerful Pokemon ever to exist. Um, Lapras looks just like Plesiosaur. Who doesn't love that? And yeah, I already mentioned for alligator. But yeah, those are my favorite Pokemon. Sorry to give such an in-depth explanation, but <laughs> my like... kids and I have been playing a lot of Pokemon lately. So there we go. So that's great. Um, yeah, so I had one question and it was that we have been reading or there's an assumption that we have been reading Godzilla versus the Power Rangers. So-and-so was looking for a wee bit of a spoiler and wanted to know if Godzilla is actually fighting the Power Rangers or if it is a buddy-buddy team up and what's going on there. So, so, spoilers. Earmu <laughs> so earmuffs for all the spoilers people, Godzilla more than holds his own. The thing about Godzilla is he has this wicked healing factor and if you hit him with a beam attack, he can absorb it in some cases. So if you happen to have like a big shiny sword that has that like throws lightning bolts and you try and attack Godzilla with it, he is going to eat that energy and throw it back at you. Which may happen. Yeah. So <laughs> so so not a buddy buddy team up. They well, are fighting. Well, initially they're fighting, then they could become. It's a bit like there's a clear song, winner in that fight too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say some residents of Angel Grove do not know with whom they are messing with. So um, yeah. Anyways, um, there was what there is one scene. You have to read this book. It's really cool. But uh, there is one scene within the comics, and um, Rita and the. Uh, Planet X controller have basically, you know, come together and they are unleashing all their monsters basically at the same time. They're pissed for whatever reason. I'm not going to give voice spoilers, mm -hmm. but um, they just release everything. And the actual line of dialogue in verbatim is, is something very close to it's just like Godzilla can't handle all the monsters on his home on his own or can't quite handle all the monsters on his own so it's just like okay the megazord you know like sometimes like it comes up against like one monster it can kind of struggle godzilla's here like fighting 10 and he's just <laughs> still like blasting them it's just like all right there's a clear difference in power here but yeah it was pretty cool i i really love what they're doing with it and uh it's a great book and if you're a fan of MMPR, it definitely ticks all the right base, all the right boxes. It, it is quite, um, well, what do you want to say, respectful of the source material there. And um, if you're a Godzilla fan, like, it's great. He's, he's just like a walking hurricane. What can you say? So totally worth your time. Pick it up. We're on issue three right now of five. And then the trade paperback comes out, in the UK at least, in October. And Jack that's up for yep and that's up on amazon i think at the time i ordered it, it was like 12 pound 99 so it is totally not breaking the bank go for it but yeah those are our kaiju conversations <clears throat> and uh yeah well, what are we going to go on about now folks well i guess now we can say if nothing else unless there is something else we've nattered <laughs> on for that long pretty oh much yeah <laughs> as if we could do that yeah <laughs> we totally could <laughs> Connor, throw out an if nothing else for us, buddy. Okay, if nothing else, um, watch uh, Ultraman 80. It's a good series, as well as read the Jurassic Park books. Is it actually uh, called awesome. Ultraman 80? Yeah, it's it right. Okay. It's Ultraman with the number 80 at the end. They were pulling no punches with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I wonder what year it came out then. Um, 
Um, well, seeing that you picked me first, uh, Joe, if nothing else. <laughs> All right. Well, Connor and I were discussing our favorite Loch Ness monster movies, and he said that the Loch Ness horror was his <laughs> favorite. Oh. <laughs> the, the, which, which I may or may I, not be trolling him with. I like all the Loch Ness monster movies equally. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, if you were privy to that conversation, means that they haven't done one yet that he likes. No. Anyways, um, what I am going to say is uh, you should totally check out um, Godzilla vs. Power Rangers. Um, you can subscribe or you can wait for the trade paperback. But alternatively, if you want something that you can check out now-ish, I'm going to say uh, go and look up The Water Horse. It is a Loch Ness Monster movie. It's quite wholesome, to be fair, but it will forever annoy me with the fact that they chose to film in New Zealand rather than Loch Ness. Well, well done to us. We could have filmed in Loch Ness, but no, too busy. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, that, that, that may bug some of you, but... Um, it is a very wholesome movie. It's a lovely movie. It's kind of got like a little bit of an edgy vibe to it too. So it's nice for slightly older children. So yeah, we're gonna go with that. Paul, what you got for us? Okay, um, so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Kaiju Mania, which is a, a new comic series that's currently on Kickstarter. Uh, it's due to complete by the 20th of June. And it's um, an anthology of four monsters, four different stories, um, and they're going to be joined together basically by a an alien race, collecting them together and putting them in a big fighting tournament called Kaiju Mania. So it, it sounds a bit like Mortal Kombat, but with giant monsters. Um, it, it could be amazing, it could be awful, I don't know, um, but it's there on Kickstarter. Uh, I saw it and I thought, oh, that's quite fun. So um, I just wanted to give that a shout out, really. Um, other than that, I will also mention quickly, Godzilla, the Hanna-Barbera series, is now on YouTube. Yes, it is. So on the, on yeah. the official yeah, Godzilla channel, they're just releasing the episodes, I think, bit by bit for free. So if you yeah. haven't seen them, go check them out, because I don't they're know old, if they've aged well, fun. but they were good fun, weren't they? They, no, they no, were good fun. good fun. They are good fun. Still are good fun? Awesome. Very enjoyable stuff. Okay. They are, they're very enjoyable, and they're, they're great on like a variety of levels. I mean, like, can we talk about how inclusive that series is for the time? Hmm. We have a, a strong female lead who's a scientist. We have a kid. We have a captain. We have a non-white background person who is pulling his own weight. Like again, awesome. And then, like, yeah, like they're all scientists. They're all intelligent. They're all doing their bit. I, well, except for the kid, but yeah, we'll just say he's <laughs> clever, right? But you know, like, I think that's really good. I think that that was a very inclusive cast of main characters for that show, and props to them for doing that i think that's really cool yeah i remember loving it as a kid i mean and being confused that godzilla could shoot lasers out of his eyes but you know listen if shin godzilla can shoot uh, lasers out of his tail i'm sure we can <laughs> i was waiting for pass. you to say butt there to be perfectly honest but you you, you pulled through there we go yeah <laughs> uh, uh, joe take us away folks as always thank you for giving us a listen if you want to write to us for Kaiju Conversations, we are available on Facebook, contact at ukkaiju.com, and Twitter. You can contact us at ukkaiju or at kaiju or curry kaiju. So let us know what you got. Let us know what you're thinking. And as always, folks, keep it kaiju.
holy shit, did we just go the entire episode without talking about the new Project Nemesis book? Oh, movie. no. <laughs> Wait, not just yeah. in the, the, uh, the book, the movie. That's yeah, the series that they're doing. Hot oh. damn. Oh, man. Oh, I, I thought can... that was just... I completely forgot. It, it, <laughs> is that is that new news? I can't remember when it was announced. It is new news. And is it new there news? Is okay. the credits <laughs> credits blurb? Da, 